Good morning. How are we? It is Good Friday, or Happy Friday, as I'd normally say, but I'll move over today. 2nd of April today, time is flying. 10 days till we open back up at the studios inside Ladies Only Studio and Devizes Marlborough. Um, and now we are currently outside and home, which is lovely to see everyone again. And to have that flexibility, if you want to make it as personal as you can, or as, as you want, or as convenient as you want. So, talking today about cravings. Um, cravings, we actually did last night a Q&A all about cravings around um, menstrual cycle, menopause and beyond. Um, which kind of comes into this a bit today um, as well. And we will touch on a few things. So, with cravings... We've got to consider our, um, that there's many variables that come into this. A craving, without cravings, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now because we wouldn't exist anymore. So cravings actually serve a purpose. If we, if we get rid of all our cravings, like really get rid of them all, we wouldn't actually have the urges to eat that we do, which would mean we wouldn't probably have the nutrition in that we do. The problem comes is that we're in an obesogenic environment. An obesogenic environment means food availability is everywhere, right? Like you can get food wherever you are. You can get it quick, you can get it easily, and junk food is generally cheap. Healthy food is too, and, and I know um, I'm doing some stuff with Love Marlborough Kids, um, and we're actually making some meals that are really cheap, which is great for, and, and teaching people how to cook, etc. Giving people recipes, ideas, and you can, but it, like I said, that takes that time to do it. Um, but also, just in general, everyone, people are busier and more stressed than ever before. People are busier and more stressed than ever before. And when you're busy, tired, stressed, your prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain which knows what you need to do, everyone knows what they need to do. I've never had anyone on the phone who inquires or whatever. I speak to a lot of people every day to see if we can help them. And, you know, no one ever says to me, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to do. I mean, there's, there's elements, of course. There's like, well, is low carb better? Is low fat better? What's better? You know, there's them things, but that's the minutiae, if I'm honest. Everyone knows what is, quote unquote, a whole food, more nutritious compared to the opposite. Everyone understands that. Yeah, when we're tired, stressed, and then maybe we haven't eaten right and we're hungry as well, throw that in. Our prefrontal cortex in our brain, which allows us to think long-term about what we want, what it means a lot to us, our why, if that makes sense. So, you know, why we actually want to do it. I, want to, I, want to be, I don't want to be out of breath when I'm playing with the grandkids. I don't want to be out of breath when I'm walking up that hill with my friends. I don't want to pretend to be looking at the view, going, it's a lovely view, give me a second to get my breath back. I don't, I want to be sleeping better. I want more energy. And asking the question, I want more energy so that I can. I want to get the results so that I can. So really reminding yourself what the important thing is here. However, when we're tired, when we're stressed, that prefrontal cortex part of our brain switches off. And that leaves us looking for instant gratification. What provides that? Well, junk food, snacky foods. You think in the evening, you know, what foods are generally easily accessible, especially if you've got family in the house, social events, things like that. It's generally more junk food. It's rarely you, you go out and someone's like, I've just chopped up some vegetables for you. That takes planning. That takes 
strategy. You know, that takes you controlling your environment. And it's not a case of willpower here, because if it's there, eventually you'll probably crack. That's, and, and no pun intended with the Easter eggs. Good morning, Bronya. Give me a hello if you're coming in. Now, what I want to say with this is, is now we're going into more your relationship with food. When do you get most stressed and tired? In the evening, right? So we get most stressed and tired in the evening. So you've got to consider now, if you're stressed and tired in the evening, why do we eat? Two reasons, potentially. One reason is we are looking to change the way we feel. Like most things we do, we, we do so we change the, to change the way we feel. Okay. Good morning. Give me a hello if you're coming in. So most things we do, we do to change the way we feel. So if you're looking to change the way you feel, we might have developed a habit from boredom eating or just, just habit in general in the evening, something we do together as a family where we maybe have a glass of wine to wind down and then some snacks come out as well. And that can then make us feel better. So then we're creating a feedback loop in our brain that says, if you're feeling stressed and tired, we know that wine and crisps make us feel better. The reality is though, that if you really think about it, anything would probably make you feel better then because we're, when we're tired and stressed, pretty much putting on your favorite music could release dopamine. And we know all these things. However, we've now created a, that habit. So what I'm saying here is, can you see how complex this is getting around cravings? I could go into the physiology here and there are and there are a few things physiologically that would help. For example, I've never seen anyone control their evening cravings, comfort eating, binge eating without having breakfast, lunch, dinner, without having good solid meals in the day. And that can sometimes mean people overcoming fears of eating too much. So, you know, often what happens is people binge eat in the evening, comfort eat in the evening. Then in the next day, they try and overcompensate. I'm going to skip breakfast. I'm going to eat, you know, some lettuce leaves for lunch. Then I'm dinner. Then I'm starving because I'm lacking dopamine. I'm lacking nutrition from the day. This is sometimes about taking a few steps backwards to take one step forward and develop and developing a more positive relationship with food. Because what we find then, and this leads into the last supper effect, is we're just restricting binge, restricting binge. Don't eat the bad food. Oh, I've eaten the bad food. Damn it. And sometimes, given the obesogenic environment, we have to actually find a way to include these foods as part of the plan rather than being on it and off it. So we find a way to have this as part of a plan rather than being on it or off it. Because otherwise, something happens, which is essentially termed the last supper effect. The last supper effect is essentially where someone says, I'm going to start on Monday. So between Friday, Saturday, Sunday they eat a lot more than they would normally. The result of that is they put on a lot more weight than they would normally. And then when they start that thing, they lose the weight that they initially put on. And then they're back to square one again. It took a lot of effort. Then they're kind of craving start again. Because when you take something away, what do we want? Pink elephant. Pink elephant. Pink elephant. What are you thinking of? Don't think of a pink elephant. Don't think of a pink elephant. And then all we think about is that. We show it's shown in research with mice. If you give them sugar, uh, they have it. And then you take it away. And then when they give it to them back again, they kind of have addictive-like traits around it. And that's why a history of having excess restriction can be quite 
damaging for someone's relationship with food around that. And that's why looking at your goals, looking at your relationship with food, looking at, okay, how, what the best way to tackle this is in terms of, is it actually going cold turkey on it? Or is it actually finding a way to actually have this as part of your plan? And, and some of the research suggests actually having it, having this food in a, at a time when you're less stressed and tired. Like imagine having a food that you normally have when you're stressed, tired, like comfort eating, quick hit, grabbing the chocolate, but you had it at a time when you're actually feeling okay. Then all of a sudden, you don't go from feeling low to here. And that relationship is, wow, that chocolate makes me feel good. It's now you're here and you've just gone to maybe there. It's less of a hit. And then all of a sudden, when you can have it, and that's something we do inside the Kickstart program, is talk about giving yourself permission to have whatever you want, but not everything. And this creates structure and rules, but with flexibility. Because there needs to be some structure. If I just said, eat what you want, listen to your body. If I listen to my body, I'd be eating all the junk food. But we know it's not healthy. We know that eating too much junk food is not going to be good for our blood pressure, our cholesterol, our health, our joints, our body weight, and, you know, galore, mental health. We know that, but we still do it. And sometimes it's because of the relationship we built with the food aka restrict it, don't eat it, don't ever eat it. But we live in an environment which makes it really hard to get away from, social bit. Then we start to resent that thing, then we start to resent the diet, and then it gets too much because we've tried to do too much too soon. So sometimes, like I said, we've got if, we're, if you're in this space, you've got to be okay with taking maybe two steps backwards, but to go then go forward. Because once you get that relationship with it, you'll start to make baby steps forward. I'm not saying that you won't have any moments where you're like, oh yeah, just, 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 felt like I'd have it again, but, and you will keep having it. It'll be a part of the plan rather than off it, but your mindset around that, okay, rather than going off plan, this is part of the plan. Rather than going off plan, this is part of the plan. That means I don't have to react and beat myself up and start again Monday and do the last supper effect, eat all the chocolate in the house, then on Monday I'm going to start. Then someone knocks on the door. Oh, hi, Matt. Just got this Easter egg for you. I know it's a bit late, but there you go. One more now. Um, and because that's life, isn't it? That's what happened. You'll go back to work in the office. Oh, I got given loads of Easter eggs. So I just had to give them away. Um, and that, that's just the way it works. So it, it is difficult. However, there is a way around it to plan it in as part of your day. And like I said, give yourself permission to eat it. Change your psychology around that food. Now, of course, I would need to know a lot more about your specific situation in relationship with food to properly help. Um, and that's, that's just the way it is. But this is a starting guide to think, okay, how do I look at, is it my relationship with food? Is it what I'm doing? Am I doing the same thing and, and expecting different results here? Am I just doing the same thing on Monday, trying to restrict and go again? Because that just doesn't work for everyone. And that's where maybe looking at what you can add in play such a good role. So what I like to do is look at, okay, what can we add in physiologically? What can we add into your diet rather than take away? Oh, don't eat that, don't eat that. What can we add in? Can we add in more protein there? Can we add in more vegetables there? Can we add in more fiber there? Can we add in more something this here, there, here, there, here, there, and everywhere? All of a sudden we're adding stuff in by default then. 
you'll want to take stuff out. And that can be hard for some people because they're used to not eating much. They're used to saying, you know, I know I only lose weight eating 800 calories. I only lose weight eating fat. I have to eat nothing to lose weight. And, and that can be true to an extent. Like, but sometimes it's because when we're on it, we're on it. But when we're off it, we're really off it. So we want to find that balance a little bit to make it a lifestyle and a new healthy normal for you. That can take time, but I can guarantee it's worth it. But don't beat yourself up for trying and don't beat yourself up for having those setbacks because those setbacks are where you learn the most. And the better you get at looking at the setbacks and going, why did that happen? The better your results will be. The quicker you can get back to it, the better your results will be. So that's enough rambling for me today. I best go because we've got our arms workout coming up. Um, and then we've got resistance band, we've got back to basics, we've got um, no floor, knee friendly, we have um, our lunchtime workouts, We have which are more kind of circuit style, we have live cooking today, Friday frenzy, yeah, who would have thought it was bank holiday, yeah, morning, Bronya, even though it's dark again, I feel so much better walking, waking up to birdsong, yeah, here it now, it's lovely, anyway, have a, or make it a great day. Happy Friday or good Friday. And I'll see you soon. Any questions, let me know. Um, Kickstart program, open up again, devices, Marlborough. If you want more information, send me over a message. Um, you can do it all from home, all with us in person. And I'll see you soon. Take care.